a seat to the bar and join us for another episode of McAnally's Pubcast, a podcast exploring the fun and fantastical mind of Jim Butcher's The Dresden Files series. Hosts Tansen, Jess, and Maggie bring you another round of literary analysis on this immense, immersive, and colorful environment inhabited by Harry Dresden, the world's only licensed private investigator and professional wizard. Join an active and engaged community of new and diehard dedicated fans focused on the fabulous themes, theories, characters, context, lore, and more. This is McAnally's Dresden Files podcast, brought to you by Free Flow Rambling. Conjure by it at your own risk. Welcome to the McAnally's podcast, brought to you by Free Flow Rambling. This is episode 12.24, Vacuous Princess of Porn, where we are covering the novel Blood Rites. My name is Tanzan, and I'm joined by Maggie. Hello, hello. And Jess. Do you find me sadistic? You know, I bet I could fry an egg on your head right now if I wanted to. Thank you so much to our Patreon subscribers for your generous support. It's people like you who help us keep doing what we're doing. If you're not yet a Patreon subscriber, sign up today and get a fuck ton of bonus content, kick-ass merch, behind-the-scenes outtakes, and more. Sign up today at patreon.com slash freeflowrambling. Chapter 34. Murphy and Dresden are back at his apartment while McCoy is out getting supplies for Harry's injuries. Harry finally makes the connection and figures out that Lord Braith of the White Court is at the heart of the attacks on Genosa. Murphy leaves to get her things when McCoy returns, and Harry demands the truth from the old wizard. Harry is in rough shape. <laughs> Just a little bit. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't even realize when they've dropped off the children, doesn't realize when they've been in his, that they've already been in his apartment for hours. Just like... Yeah, oh, hey, hey, wait. If there's an APB out for me, maybe we shouldn't go back to my place. Yeah, we've been here for two hours, Harry. Oh. But still. Okay. <laughs> His exact word here is that he's in a pensive haze, or a penseless haze. And when I think of Wizarding World, pensives, oh, I'm just think thinking of, of a like pensive? a pensive, right? The magical American. Harry Potter mind magic thing, well of memories. And I was like, this would be one of those worst ones to be like... Let's go back and experience that. Oh, God. <laughs> He's got all these like white traily things right. around his head, just like, like floating there. I feel for me that would be like when the I little birds. Yeah, totally, hundred percent. That'd be the moment where I'd be like looking for the magical puke bucket and be like, take these memories, take these memories, although, get them out of although, my head. Yeah, just just stick them in that little bottle forever. Yeah. Seal that cork up tight. Would it be though because we knew Potter was only experiencing them as as looking at, and then there's the one where current Dumbledore joins him basically looking back on like past Dumbledore so would you really ex would he have to re-experience or could he now be looking at it from an outside perspective and like watching it happen to no no he'd be watching it happen to himself which which would in some I mean still not pleasant I'm still not saying I want to go there but at least it still would be less traumatic than actually reliving and like feeling it all happen to you as it happens I think you would just be watching it now from a new perspective which I think is almost worse because when you're in the moment you can't look at everything that's going on. You're just watching your hand fall to a crisp or vampires try to be... You're not aware that the whole time that was yeah. happening. There was three other vampires right at your back, but you would be aware of it now watching it from the audience perspective and being like, oh my God, I was really close there. I didn't even notice. <laughs> I was too busy looking forward that whole time. But if the pensive 
magic itself is pulled from the person's memories, would it be from outside like that? See, that's what's fucked up about the whole thing, right? But I mean, like, it's yeah. magic, so in, in the yeah. Harry Potter world. It, it's, it's magic, and it's up. also just movie magic, you know? It wouldn't have worked for the audience to just be, you know, going around as if we were Snape the whole time. We needed to be a third party yeah. witnessing it all. But still, but it is, on But that. see, like I say, and, and I can tweak that more of the understanding of exactly of like Harry going into somebody because exactly he's like, especially for ones where he wasn't there at all, things like his parents passed and stuff like that. Like, okay, you definitely, he would have no way of He witnessed the whole thing from, from, from when he was in his mommy's tummy, yeah. <laughs> right? But this is the thing, right? So I'm like, yeah, things like that where you're definitely viewing somebody else's completely outside memories. But that's what I mean. It's like, there's the one where I'm sure it's in the courtroom where then Dumbledore is, well, he takes him into someone, but he, he's like, old Dumbledore is sitting next to Harry watching the thing. And then young Dumbledore is part of the thing as it happens, right? They were, so, I mean, there's that too, right? Yeah, he because had Barty Crouch's memories, not Dumbledore's ex- at Barty Crouch's trial. He ex- had Barty Crouch's at the trial. Ex- yeah, and- exactly. So Dumbledore was just as much a third party spectator as Harry was in yeah. that instance, even though Dumbledore happened to be there the first time around, but it wasn't his own memory of that instance that he was, yeah. Little known fact, Harry Potter goes through the Matrix 11 times. <laughs> I'm really glad we don't have a Harry Potter podcast. Oh, can you no. imagine how it's too many loose This is just like that discuss. time in the Harry Dresden one. <laughs> <laughs> other Harry. Uh, <laughs> when other Harry becomes the other Harry. <laughs> we just start a Harry Black... Fuck, Harry just, Houdini podcast now. And we'll have a trifecta of Harrys. All the Harrys all the time. Because Remington Steele did that. Your name, Harry. We want to talk about you. (laughs) (laughs) Lots of times when he had to pull like a fake name kind of a thing, he was like a Harry too. And then there was this whole thing where maybe it was his real name or not. So yeah, there's there's a lot. Remington Steele. Okay. Just trying to find any way to bring that in. No, I'm just saying there's there's a lot of, of Harrys that have come up through my fandom experiences that, yeah, we could probably make a whole lot of Harrys to talk about. Which is funny because I never definitely a popular name. Never would have thought I would have been particularly a hairy girl attached. <laughs> yes, Harry yes. and the Hendersons. Harry and the Hendersons. Even Prince Harry. He's cute. I like making. He's married. Get over it. I- you know what? I have as much of a shot with him as I do with Harry Potter or Harry Dresden <laughs> or Harry slash Remington Steele slash Pierce Brosnan. Or so you know what. Where am I going wrong? Let me just throw them on the list there with the rest of them, okay? <laughs> you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. And of all of those people mentioned, if you're aside royalty from the Pierce Brosnan, at least Prince Harry is real. <laughs> you're royalty in the world. You're on my list. <laughs> so right there, bumps him up way over <laughs> Harry Potter and Harry Dresden. So he's in a pensiveless haze. <laughs> just. And all our listeners are confused right now. <laughs> so <laughs> am I. <laughs> yep. So I guess Murphy's already talks to Stallings and there's a an APB for somebody who fits Harry's description, but not under Harry's name. Maybe, you know, a Larry or Barry. Funny enough. Uh, Trixie. Good old Trixie. Uh, right. Accidentally helpful in this instance. Really, really good masterful building by Jim Butcher. <laughs> <laughs> Never gets the name right. And in the end. He's coming. He's got those really great full circle moments yeah. all throughout this book yeah. that I'm like, hey, nice. It's like this guy does this for a living. Right? <laughs> oh, man. You get paid for this. Crazy. <laughs> There's a ni- nice moment here, too, when he realizes, well, everyone else on the set knew my name, and they still didn't rat me out. Yeah, because that's the thing, because, yeah, he's And like, no fingerprints? What? <laughs> they wiped down the weapon. They didn't tell him my name. They, they do they, like me. 
We know that Joan must have, because she's the one that he passed the gun off to. And she was all like, I'm going to smack you over the head with this big flashlight or wrench or whatever she was holding at first. And then he's all like, Joan, babe, come on. And she's like, okay. So yeah, you know that not only did she just agree to let him go, she's now gone that step further and actually cleaned his prints off of the weapon until she can figure out more of what's going on, because she is that. Because they're like a little family. They're like a little family and... and they go through this thing real quick where Murph, you know, they're not used to having the cops on their side. You did step in. You were on their side. You must have, impa- you know, impassioned yourself enough to them that they believe that you're really here to help. But also to a point that I think Genosa just, he's their leader. He's their boss. He made the choice not to throw Harry under the bus. And I think so that must have been for everyone else to be follow like. Follow that lead. Yeah, right. To be like, okay, well, this guy's still rooting for him after all of this. And we definitely trust him. Yeah. Well, exactly. And that's the thing is Harry has already, you know, saved Inari, saved Giselle save Jake, stuff like that, right? We're exactly right. It's not even just that, like, he's sort of kind of been, but it's like, no, he's had some, like, specific, like, right there where... And the one person he tried to kill is Trixie, so, you know. Yeah. I mean, he got Emma, but... Well, okay, but yes, that obviously wasn't the... But yeah, that's, that's again, where they're at right now is they don't know. He's saying Trixie did it, Trixie's saying he did it, and so far they're like, well, Trixie's a vacuous little fucktwat. Harry, at least, has been doing some good shit and has saved some people. So even though we don't know him and we know her, kind of a because we know her, we're more inclined to believe him, Uh right? But yes, it is kind of that nice moment where exactly she's like, yeah, given the porn industry thing that they're in, yeah, they don't get a lot of people, you know, looking up to them or doing them favors, right? Everybody's always got to have some kind of a bias towards or a prejudice or whatever, right? So the fact that, yeah, he's come in and has been doing stuff, they're like, right there, exactly, kind of sucks you into their little family, right, instantly. So it is kind of a little, like, aww. It adds to the, the, the book's themes of family, which is, you know, nice. Yeah. There's lots of variations of the types of families that he kind of explores throughout this book. Fantasy is about found family. Exactly. Right? Very much so. And yes. <laughs> in this case, kind of an incestuous <laughs> family. That's Actually, in both cases, come to think of it. <laughs> art imitating life, life imitating art, I don't know how at all. I just made myself uncomfortable. Speaking of which, he notices that Murphy is no longer running around in her panties and is a little upset by that. Darn. Darn. Yeah, he's like, on the one hand, oh, yay, great, she hung up my coat, she went and found some of my gym shorts or whatever, which is cool and fantastic for her at the same time. Aw, now that I'm finally, like, cognizant of things again, no more Murphy and panties. Chuck's darn. <laughs> but he does have that moment in there where she's like, oh, at least I can help somewhat. And he's like, Murphy, seeing you in your panties fighting bad guys is going to keep my morale up for months. Right. <laughs> So it is another nice way of, yeah, it's kind of like complimentary and also bashing on her. Yeah. And she's like, oh, I'm going to kill you, Justin. Oh, everything's you just saved my life. right in the Everything's world. right in the world, right? Mur- Murphy asks the, the quintessential who done it, And Harry provides the answer, Trixie, with two to three others. I like that Murphy sort of compares the whole situation to Macbeth, but but Harry goes with the Witches of Eastwick. I Great know. Movie. <laughs> Haven't seen that also forever. Also fantastic. I did not hate the TV series that came out for a while either, but then I like like Paul Gross and stuff. And I never got to watch it. Yeah. Paul Gross is in it? Yeah. Oh, I should have watched it. He's the Jack Nicholson in the TV version. Hmm. All right, I approve. Yeah. So part of that little club is that Harry's explaining that he's learned that they are doing a ritual and that it's going to be, like, essentially a three-person ritual to get it done. And then we get to find out that rituals are basically, you know... Vending machine of the cosmic world. It's like Internet Cafe. If everyone logs on at once, it's going to go slow as fuck. <laughs> uh, yeah, they lose their potency the more people that... The more people know the, the rituals. Yeah. So he's With like, that whole thing about why the White, White Council released 
fake so books many. like the Necronomicon. Yeah, right, because Murphy's confused at first. She's like, well, if anybody can just spout, spout a rhyme or do a dance, then, you know, shouldn't, like, everybody just write a book and do it? And I love Because, honestly, I didn't expect it at the time either. Because I was got and then Dresden's like, well, yeah, everybody does. That's why people just went. And I'm like, I had literally the same thought at first. I was like, how the fuck does that make sense? But then, yeah, it's when you, like, you say, like, bandwidth. <laughs> You know, I like that, that that not only that like the White Council has put out like some of these books, but they've put them out so badly that they make sure that they don't work. Here, it's close enough, but not enough. That 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 yeah. If you don't really know what's up, you're fucked anyways. If you do know what's up, now there's enough of you trying to do it that jokes on you. It, you went Windershins it, instead of Clockwise. <laughs> Fucking Wittershins, I eat that now. I like to imagine there's a bunch of demons in the underworld too that are just pissed off to all hell that they've got no power anymore because they're being called on every 35 seconds of the day. Right. And the real demons that have managed to keep their name secret this whole time are like, <laughs> and now it's another spammer, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, <he> totally <laughs> spam bot, right? But you gotta think like that's gotta be how it's when it first gets out there and everybody's like, this shit works, right? Because now in the world that we live in, and I'm using air quotes on podcasts, it's awesome. But, you know, it sucks that we're a visual media see where we are. <laughs> all we do is hand gestures all day long. <laughs> right. That's okay. We translate. <laughs> we, we, we try to, you know, imbue it into our voices as well. Close your eyes and you imagine right now. <laughs> this is our new ASMR podcast. <laughs> but, yeah, but that everybody would be trying to do it at first because everybody believed in it and stuff like that, right? So then you'd have them being, like, run off their asses, right, where they're like, we cannot fill all the orders. Like, we are so busy that you're right. You're getting crappy pies out everywhere because they can no longer. But then you move to this thing where you're like, well, it doesn't work. What? So now I you're going to CRA and I need to give them a gift card? Here, take my money. <laughs> right? But now, because all of that, they couldn't keep up to demand, now we've gotten to that stage where we're like, magic doesn't work. It's fake. You can't do anything with it, right? So then you're also going to have like that huge lull where now they're like, oh, okay, now demand isn't so high, but now demand has dropped to zero because everyone's like, well, there's no point. It doesn't work. So now that they actually could be able to meet the demand there's no more demand so it's like they're fucked on both levels oh, so the funny. economy of demons <laughs> and magic i tell you man it is so just so yeah win-win right the council's like yeah even by the time people start so yeah life's rough for a demon it's it's but a you got to imagine like cthulhu and lucifer have got to be the weakest of a week now because we bring them up like every day <laughs> right but are you asking them for stuff and like invoking them and things? I think I feel like that somehow is slightly different than just don't tell them how we fund the podcast. It's <laughs> like I am. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but even how many others, right? So this is the <laughs> my loophole is to sell my soul to as many demons possible, is that they fight over it between themselves before they ever actually get to me. So now they're trying to figure out, yeah, who all. But why? Like, because Murphy raised an initial point of like, why that? Like, that's pretty quinky dink or whatever for all these ex-wives to suddenly get together and decide to team up. And Dresden kind of has a, yeah, that is sort of fucked up. Wait, Wait a, a minute. minute. What, what draws them all together? Genosa didn't announce his marriage to the whole world. Right? I had to find out through Murphy and Jake that he was getting married. Yeah, there's a lot of review. <laughs> Essentially breaks down to him going backwards and thinking, wait a second, who stands to lose if Genosa falls in love? Well, white courts don't like it when people fall in love. He's currently the biggest competition against his, like, Silver Studios. Hmm, Silver, white court, oh my god. Dun dun dun. And essentially works out to the fact that 
They've got an issue with Genosa. White Court shakes up with the ex-wives, shakes up with the dark ritual magic curse. Bada bing, bada boom, everyone gets what they want. Yeah, this isn't, I think it was really nicely done how how Butcher does this review by using Murphy as like kind of out of the loop to the bring this board. all together. Mm-hmm. But it, it didn't really feel like like one of those... Exposition moment yeah. hit you over the head with... Well, and that's true, right? Because like, it's just kind of like, it doesn't make sense for like a greed thing because that's what we've kind of been going with before now, right? He's like, okay, well, the ex-wives and like the money and the thing and this, right? And they're like, but it doesn't like... Again, it seems overly complicated. Even as just, we said, they've got enough money between them already. Yeah, does that really, and how does that, again, tanking the films, how does that benefit them if greed is your, right? And then, yeah, you start looking at the itty-bitty right. back things and like, well, wait, who owns the studio? And hmm, Laura's showing up and hmm, wait, Tom is wanting me to get involved and hey. I do always like the moment when somebody else says something like, innocuous and, and Dresden's like Eureka! Bazinga! <laughs> God only knows what kind of unholy bad luck got three ex-wives together. I mean, what are the odds, you know? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> so yeah. So yes, all of a sudden from that main key of Genosa being in love, all of a sudden, like you say, you can kind of work backwards from that. And I see it too, because Murphy's like, how the fuck does that? And like, okay, why not just kill Genosa? Which is another fair point. You know, I'm just like, no, because the whites have to do everything by cast, but they have to do everything behind. They have to, they're not just going to get rid of you. That's too gauche. That's too, you know, they're like, what what strings can we pull to just keep you in our club? We don't care about, you know, murdering a whole bunch of other people. That's fine. For the white court, it's all about the journey, not the destination. Exactly, exactly, right? So like, no, we want to keep this in. So what can we do to keep, and yeah, it doesn't matter sort of how complicated or how involved or whatever, so is power. but they're like, we want this goal. So it doesn't matter what the fuck else we do to get that. <laughs> you know? And this is why the bright red court and the black court get so pissed off when they invite Rafe to all their parties. And he's like, <laughs> it's just to kill people? That's so boring. Right? I got better things to do than have one of my kids. Who cares? Right. Yeah. <laughs> Throw a real p- masquerade with real murder mystery and I'll show up. <laughs> exactly. Outright okay. doing it to their face. Gross. Disgusting. That's animals. so inelegant. I can't like, join your war. Okay. It's boring. No, it's way too out in the open. I want a Cuban missile crisis. Okay. Yeah. Not a. <laughs> there's there's no aloofness in that. There's no. Where's you the know, drama? Air of, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, anybody can just walk up to you and, like, shoot you in the head. This needs to be like the script of a soap opera, people. Come on. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Which is, essentially speaking, just the villain monologue going on for centuries at a time. As we know, is always the downfall. Uh, So, yeah, he's getting a little all agitated trying to figure this out. Well, this is exactly as Murphy says. Egad, Holmes, catch me up here, right? Total Holmes moment, okay? What's all the facts? Let's look at our corkboard. What's going on? We know that Wraith has been getting weaker over the last... 20 or so years. We know that the Dewey? white court, he just said, he's like, over the past several years, he's been losing face and his personal power base is slowly eroding. Okay, losing face. Okay, so, all right, okay, yeah. Okay, okay. We know that <laughs> Thomas keeps getting set up in ways that he cannot survive Thomas or shouldn't, but <laughs> is because he keeps hanging out with Harry. Just locks out, right? <laughs> Harry keeps showing up, so he's putting himself in the Wraith's way. We know now that Wraith and the three ex-wives are now using forces together to stop Genosa from being in love and turning him into a widow because, you know, love after death is not a thing for the white court. Once they're dead, apparently you're good to go. Yeah. And Genosa well, has publicly defied the Wraiths by, by starting his own company. Yeah. Yeah. Hang on a second. It's not even just that. It's not that lo- love after death. 
It's the fact that once you remove that love interest, he's now susceptible. That's what I'm saying. To love be... after death doesn't persist for the white court. If you turn them into a widow, that's it. They're not in love enough. No, no, no. No, 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 no. They could be because if he remains potentially true to loving that person for whatever, it can last whatever. It's just there's less reason, right? If they're dead, why are you going to just leaves him open to the fact that now he can move on and now they can break that. Because if you don't, like, this is my whole thing. We've seen with Harry and his protection from Susan and stuff like that. Because, yeah, he had a couple years in between where he was still relatively safe. And then, yeah, you, recently he's had another. But that's my whole point is that if Genosa stays in love with whoever this mixed mystery fiancé is, that wouldn't necessarily, like, I think he could potentially carry that love for however long. But it's the point of that, again, once they kill her... There's a whole less reason to stay in love with somebody who's dead. Now, if they start trying to... He becomes vulnerable. He becomes vulnerable. Thank you. Yes. More vulnerable that they can now start tempting him into other things and it would be easier rather than... And again, obviously, I mean, yes, that makes it easier than if she was alive and there and whatever. But yeah, I tend to think it's not just that she's... Well, you know, and for for Genosa's track record... And for Genosa's track record, yeah. Like, they could have just really waited and it would have been fine. (laughs) (laughs) But I think that's part of the other thing, too, because obviously maybe he didn't have... I mean, uh, it's hard to say because Genosa, yes, is the type... Genosa thinks he's in love and Genosa loves, but at the same time, I would say wasn't necessarily the same love, right? Because obviously, Madge I could see because she seemed semi-mature, but I'm like... The the problem with Wraithing is that that Genosa already publicly snubbed Wraith without realizing he had... Well, yeah, well, of course, because everything's behind the scenes. Something had to happen anyway. Yeah, no, for sure. But I mean, it just kind of makes you wonder, right? I'm like, did he really love, love Trixie? Like, again, given what Trixie's, I'm like, yeah, I sure Genosa would have, but then it makes you wonder, like, is this more a problem because it's never been, like, the real Real thing before. before, but now it is. But again, argumentative because Genosa probably thinks he is. Which is enough. Which, yeah, right? Is that enough in and of itself or do the First magic of all, powers of love? Genosa never broke away before. So it didn't matter if he was or was not in love before. He probably well, yeah, legitimately he, was true. in love, but he was still working for Silver Lights. So they're like, who gives a fuck if he's you're in love and don't want to yeah. sleep with your employees. Making like, us money and whatever. Yeah, that yes, has nothing to do with us. It was only until he went to go start a new company and they sent Laura. And, and Laura came back and was like, I can't sleep with him. And they were like, oh, yeah, yeah okay. she, she fails cleanup crew twice. <laughs> <laughs> ah, crap. <laughs> right. right. So, uh, yes, they decide to take it up. A little bit farther. Unfortunately, Thomas is friends with Genosa, and he's like, well, I don't want to see him get killed just because he wanted to start his own studio. That's not fair. Good thing I know a wizard. And then Thomas gets Harry involved, and Harry's involved, and now there's all this, like, subterfuge and, and it, murder. And It is kind of another creepy level, like, because when you just start going into it, you're like, oh, yeah, I see that. But even when Harry points out, and he's like, well... Again, they've been buying up all, right? So Silverlight is becoming like this big, huge conglomeration. They are not just a large corporation that is also in. A monopoly. They are start right? Monopoly. (laughs) Yeah, but it's... She's really proud of that one, guys. Very proud. (laughs) But he makes a good point that having this pornopoly suddenly means you exactly are dictating... Dictating. I am the only adult here. I refuse. I refuse. I will just stay this way. I'm happy. (laughs) Sorry. You know, I will stop. No, you won't, but that's okay. That's what makes it fun, people. Come on. 
but yes, dictating exactly on on what beauty looks like and how you should react and what is the norm and what is right. And that's kind of scary when you think about how influential that is. That it's the monsters oh, of the, on. the we've all are, wanted to sleep with a vampire. Just do it, right? Exactly. But yeah, exactly. Telling you that whatever is is how you sh- and yeah, when you like on that large scale, it's funny because I mean you we know it's all sort of fake to a degree, but at the same time. There is sort of like a, I don't know, like a communal conscience thing, right? I feel like some of that's what's out, right? Again, that that whole idea of beauty or whatever, right? You don't necessarily have to be watching porn, yeah. but it's pretty similar when you got a girl in a bikini over the hood of a car or whatever, right? How much you're one step away from that whole thing, right? So, and this is well, why it's... They're grooming cattle. They're grooming cattle. Exa- yes, exactly. Yes, as he said. is dictate. Yes. This is what your sexuality should be. And this Here and is that. your examples. Yeah, and, and that is really scary to think when you're... And I mean, again, and why... And is known for, for doing... It doesn't have to be like, like that. Yeah. yeah, No, it doesn't have to be, but yeah, exactly. It's just, no, don't alter you know. a menu. Yeah, but it's like, wow, it's just before just thinking like, oh, you're a bunch of skeezy people, and of course, sex vampires in the sex world. But yeah, then you start sort of breaking it down like that, and you're like, wow, I suddenly feel so much more like manipulated and used and, you know, don't just be sheep people. Think for yourselves. Beauty is not one way. Right? <laughs> got a little after school special there, but just at the end. <laughs> I got nothing. I, I was going to try. I, I was, she, she started with Pornopoly. It was like, I don't, I can't, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes. So either way, at the end of the day, Wraith will win no matter what, because either they just kill off the business, or they kill off the ex-wife, and then he can kill off Genosa. Or the soon-to-be wife, yes. Or the soon-to-be wife, yeah, or the, uh, you know, uh, one way or another, it all comes crumbling down. These vampires, like, they just, like, know how to make a no-win situation. The, the an all-win all situation, rather, yeah. 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 They've got plants A through Z covered always, all the time. Until Harry Dresden came to town. <laughs> so Harry does admit to Murphy that he can't just ditch Thomas because, well... Turns out that he has a half brother, and it happens to be Thomas. He tells her. He tells her. He tells right her so up. soon. Right up, straight up the bat. No, he found out like this morning, right? yesterday morning. Like, yeah. Like, oh my god, oh my god, <laughs> I'm a brother. Ah. And, and and all this, we're not lying and keeping secrets from each other and protecting each other for. It's just like, yeah, I'm gonna. Especially because I spent like the first half of this book, first three days of whatever time we've been going on, whining about. How how much I don't have a family and how you're going to your family reunion and gee must be nice I don't know what it's like to play with family and all of a sudden he's like oh okay sorry Merv <laughs> I take it all back remember how your sister got <laughs> engaged to your ex-husband well I've got a brother so <laughs> well my mom I'm winning. <laughs> slept with this evil motherfucker <laughs> And yeah, but yeah, it was kind of cute and also kind of like, really, you really went there that fast. But yeah, she's like, yeah, how come you're always buddying around with Thomas? He's like, well, oh my God, Thomas. Like, okay, I get it, Murph, but how did you get there that fast? Yeah, that's a bit of a jump. Of all this time of the note, because I'm like, you haven't been there for the the conversations and the happenings. He did say to her, I've recently found out about some family in my life, but I cannot tell you much about it. Well, So she knew some family came into his life, which is why I think the jump isn't that harsh. Yeah, okay. But I still think it's a little bit like really like instantly half-brother, not even like a cousin or an uncle or something like that. Like you're right there on the fence of like, oh my God, you have a brother? Like, Yeah. yeah, sure, they look a few years apart, but this is a vampire. For all you know, Murph, he's been around a couple hundred years. Right? And again, this is the whole, like, he is your father. (laughs) (laughs) I get Murphy being all mature-like and cop-oriented and all this kind of stuff. But at the same time, 
I'm like, she's just like, all right, we'll just put that aside for now. We'll come back to that in a bit. Let's let's continue on with it. I'd be like, what the fuck? You'd think she would have more questions, more even if she was just like, oh my god, Harry, you have where's where's the dish work? Because I mean, again, Murphy's is she? No, I don't think she's even thirty yet at this point, right? She's like on the cusp. On the right, and I'm like, this is it. She finds out this big bombshell one again. Not only for however many years she's known him, but specifically over the last few days of her family stuff and this that he's been making such a big deal and bringing everything up, and now he suddenly finds out, and she's just like, oh my god, what are you gonna do? And he's like, I don't know. We got this other shit. And she's like, okay, yeah, yeah, we'll talk about that later. What? What? No. What? Well, this is. <laughs> why you're not a character in the book. This is why I am not a character you in the book. You do not progress plots. I, <laughs> Murphy mm, does. <laughs> I guess. I guess. <sighs> but yeah, some people in this life do, and other people make a podcast about them doing it. <laughs> Fair. Murphy offers to help Harry with his next steps, which is to go get Thomas and to have him help. Harry asks a second unknown favor of her as well. She gave me a a small smile. At least this way I feel like I get to do something to help. Which actually, fine, she doesn't want to talk about Thomas, but she does talk about herself a little bit here because they do bring that up about her pants coming off in the middle of the gunfight. And she's all like, well, it's been a while since I've had a cute guy touch me. And Harry's like... Okay, well, thanks. She's and crushing on Kincaid. Oh, well, or just, you know, the moment. Somehow she would have been before, but yeah, exactly. And he's like, even though he's like, mm, pretty sure he's not nor- mortal. And she's like, yeah, I get that. But, you know, good boys never do with the bad boy. But yeah, just like, it's been a while since somebody done that. And it suddenly made me realize, wow, it's been a while since somebody done that. And also I'm a little distracted because I'm like, I remember that I like that. <laughs> so yeah, somebody getting Murphy a little on a dry spell there and going like, oh, there's, there's, oh. And Harry's like, wow, thanks. Well, she has been single as long as the books have been going on. She has. Right? We're yeah. six books in. Yeah. When Harry got a girlfriend in some of that time, so. This is true. I and mean, we haven't, like you say, even seen Murph go on a date or anything like that. I mean, she has on a, I don't even know if it's the beginning of this book now or however long ago. Yes, it was, because she's talking about the reunion. And she's like, he's like, well, don't you date? She's like, I don't have time for dates, right? So it's like, yeah, she doesn't even have, like, the occasional night out here or, here or there, let alone actually, like you say, having a boyfriend, right? So, yeah, I'm like, I, I... Between all the night terrors and trolls, Harry, no. No, no, nobody cute has touched me in even a not intimate but intimate way. <laughs> and also, we had this conversation a little bit earlier in the book, too, how Morph was like, I can't even talk to my mom anymore because what am I supposed to say? Like, things are hard at work. I can't tell her that it's because I'm fighting vampires and trolls and night demons that are literal actual demons coming to me in the night. Yeah, so she doesn't even have There's sort no of that sort of intimacy or emotional outlet with someone but as close as that relates to dating as well it's like how do i go date a regular guy and just be like oh yeah i am covered in slashes you know a keto at the gym <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah exactly right so her prospects have now you know gone down to supernatural only right so yeah we all saw how well it worked for buffy she had to date a vampire <laughs> and then she had to date a monster hunter and then the one time she tried to date the guy from school he was just a prick so, yeah, if they're not in the know, it makes things a lot harder. It makes it a lot harder. <laughs> Sounds very stressful. Right? Then you got to go back to dating vampires again. and Yeah, no-win situation then, right? And one of those things that, for us especially, is like no-win situation. Like, you know, obviously all of us are working our real-life jobs, too, and being really stressed out with having multiple and jobs. I do everything I can not to explain to anybody about what I really do at my work. <laughs> For people like me and Tanslin who are working 20 hours a day. <laughs> and then also trying to find time to come and record the podcast and do this. It's really nice because somebody has started to want to get involved with us. And we started trying this new product, Magic Mind, recently, which is really good for being a caffeine alternative and bringing you high energy and boosting and stress reducing and all sorts of 
happy-go-lucky feel-good ingredients like matcha and lion's mane mushroom, which are really, for me, the only two ingredients I actually recognize, but all of them (laughs) are good for your body, even if I don't know how to pronounce them. Right? They are very, I actually felt, so it it is supposed to work really well and help you, like, absorb and boost and make use of your caffeine intake. And for me, I don't really do the whole caffeine thing, but that's also fine because you don't have to. So what I noticed more about it was less about, like, a, a boost, but the whole stress-reducing thing. Because I actually have kind of been losing my mind a little bit at work lately. And once I started taking this, I actually noticed I went from, like, homicidal rage most days so I was like, wait a minute, I'm back to just being slightly annoyed now. <laughs> and and it's actually, so I'm going to say that yes, while like I say, I'm like. Rage, yes. Homicidal, no. That's an improvement. It, it, no, seriously, it, it yeah, I, I, I yeah. Mm-hmm. The stress reducing thing is the more pronounceable name for it. It's, it's part of like the winter cherry. It's part of the nightshade family, which is just cool right there. Because anytime you start introducing the nightshade family, it just totally sounds like fun. Kill stuff. You, your stress. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's got a bunch of things that are in it that, that sort of work together against... Yeah, it's got fun things like nootropics, which is a silly sounding word, but actually basically just means like super drugs. So, you know, I mean, like, Essentially, it's like building spells with Harry. <laughs> it's totally... Okay. It is... This is literally... Strengthen immune system, mental clarity. <laughs> you take a whole bunch of different like healthy things and things you wouldn't necessarily think of putting together like... Motor oil mushrooms. and change so and, and exactly and see normally I love the mushrooms. yeah uh, yeah luckily it doesn't taste it, like mushrooms if you're like me yes thankfully out there people it you can't taste the mushrooms it just mostly it mostly tasted like kind of a green tea sort of thing to me I think is what I got and there's just these, it's these quite effervescent I found it was like the, the nice passion fruit adorably cute yeah. little bottles so if you guys want to try it we do actually have a link for you to follow magicmind.com slash Macanelli. M-C-A-N-A-L-L-Y, if you're not sure which version of Macanelli to spell. And we've got the code Macanelli20. You get 20% off your first order, and you get a 50% off your subscription. And if you do it in the next 10 days, those will stack together, and you'll get even more. So give it a try. Murphy is stressed. So she had all the ball of magic mind. She de-stresses a moment and (laughs) (laughs) decides she's going to go catch a cab because now they got things to do. Now they're, like, putting a plan together. So she's going to go and work on, like you said, the secret plan with Harry. And meanwhile, Ebenezer is on his way back because apparently he knew he had something he could do for Harry's hand. And. <laughs> but he had to go and pick up a couple things. So Murphy and Ebenezer switch off on the babysitting duty. Right. One coming in is one going out. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, now Ebenezer's not the uh, ally he once was. We <laughs> are suspicious. You've got a lot of explaining to do. One answers. I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. <laughs> Sorry. No, that's that's pretty much. <laughs> he gets it. It'll hurt. Well, sometimes the truth hurts. Give it to me anyways. That was the uh, other option for a title. Yeah, which would work. He's so dramatic too. All right, Haas, don't say I didn't warn you. Well, because he's all like, ignorance is bliss. I get, and I get it. I get it. And I'm like, having not brought any of it up until now, but now that, you know, the lid has come off a little bit, some of the worms are coming out, blah, 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 blah. Right? He's like, it's too much to lay on your shoulders, especially right now. It could get you killed, Harry. Because all of this other stuff has been key. Right? Again, I'm like, this is all what he went through with Murphy. And I'm like, again, you would think Ebenezer being a little bit older and wiser, (laughs) quote unquote, maybe at this point, now that once you're aware of the knowledge, now it's like, when has keeping it from you then at any point ever actually been more beneficial? Or does now it just, you know, you're missing stuff and now you're more likely to... 
So it's the like, veil has been lifted. The veil has been lifted to know this life. Yeah. So whether you can completely see or just know now that there's, you know, the pay no attention to the man behind the. Okay, well, but you know now there's someone behind the curtain, so you can no longer just focus on this. So you don't know what the guy behind the curtain Loss is doing. Of innocence in a way. Yeah. Do you take the pill? Do you take yeah. the pill or not? Like exactly, right? Harry's like, yeah, and he's like, well, I still don't want to tell you because this could get. You. I'm like, you're about to go do a bunch of other shit. I feel like maybe now, maybe this is now that you know there's information to have. Having that information would be beneficial. Well, this is just the reverse. Right, Harry kept telling Murphy, "It's too much for you. You can't know. You're happier not knowing." But yeah. actually, she was so entrenched that it's like, okay, now not knowing is a problem, right? I, I it, we get more in, into it in the next chapter, yeah, about whether or not it was, you know, a should or shouldn't, 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 but-, shouldn't. but yes, I feel that Ebenezer up until now had a good reason not to tell him because information is bad and powerful. And Absolutely, you don't need to know everything. No, and that's uh, I don't have a problem with the up until now. I am fine with that. I get but why Harry he does. never said. Yeah, no, no, well, but I get why Harry's asking. But it's it's literally just the way he's saying here, where he's I would hate to hurt you. This is too much to lay on your shoulders, especially right now. It could get you killed. And Harry's like, it's not your decision, you know. And that's the thing is that I'm sort of like, why at this point? Ebenezer is still kind of right because at this point he's like yeah okay well the cat's already out of the bag now you know so now for him to still be like well I feel like you can get hurt if I like actually explain to you what this is now as opposed to now you have some ephemeris idea that there is something and I'm just gonna keep you know that's what I mean like why are you fighting to keep it at this point because he doesn't sound like he wants to explain any not even like a hey I can give you sort of a this or a that and we'll take it in steps and okay you know what I mean but like again Ebenezer's Seems to be like, oh, this is going to hurt. You don't want it. You know, you keep a secret for two, three, four hundred years. It gets hard to finally tell that secret out loud. But yes, I do believe Ebenezer is like, okay, yeah, now the time has come. You got to open up and you got to deal with that fact, okay? Yeah. But I mean, because yeah, he does agree to it in the end. But yeah, it's just, I don't know. I don't know. Witches be crazy. Witches be crazy. (laughs) But yeah, in the end, like you say, all right, fine. You ask, I'll answer. Do this. This concludes our episode 12.24, Vacuous Princess of Porn. Thank you for listening. You can find us online at freeflowrambling.com and macanalies.ca. There we have links to our other podcasts, social media, and other fun tidbits. Please subscribe if you like what you're hearing, and please consider supporting us through Patreon to keep the magic alive and to see more content. We are Free Flow Rambling. Conjure by it at your own risk. 